Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I'm your host, Amar Grigic, and with me today is uh, Zach Moreno. He is uh, the co-founder for uh, Squadcast. Welcome, Zach. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. No problem at all. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and your background and also how you got to start the uh, Squadcast? Yeah, so I'm um, kind of in a, in a past life, um, you know, a, a artist and designer and uh, kind of got uh, transitioned from from that world into software engineering and full stack software engineering and um, had some opportunities to do some cool stuff on the on the Chrome team at Google um, in in college, as well as uh, did a few years working on some technology projects in in uh, California state government. And uh, and along the way, had uh, had an opportunity to work on a book, teach a course at Cal Berkeley, and then had the idea for Squadcast. So that's kind of what we've been working on for the last three years. And uh, and with Squadcast, if I can summarize that for a second, sure, uh, we help uh, professional podcasters like yourself record very high quality conversations remotely from anywhere in the world. So a lot of people think of Skype and Zoom for that type of conversation, but the uh, the quality is not something that that listeners um, are happy with. So that's where we saw an opportunity to uh, to kind of have the best of both worlds with quality and uh, and the convenience of recording from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because uh, a lot of people that I talk to um, are not in the same country as I am or uh, wherever they may be. But um, and what I've noticed as well is I've done it through Zoom as well. Um, but it's also a, a really real hassle just to get it set up correctly like especially if you want to have it in a separate track so you want to have one track for the for the guest and one for the host well then uh, it's <laughs> it's really a hassle i can tell you that yeah um, yeah and there's there's a there's a lot of stuff that like um you know skype and zoom they're great for what they were built for but it's really for like enterprise meetings and having like records of those meetings like sure. call like call recordings so if somebody was out sick you know they can listen to it but if you want a million people to listen to it then that's a different kind of uh you know that's a different conversation that's a different level of quality and that's really where we focus on like tools for creatives is the way we think about it yeah. So could you explain a little bit about how it works? Because uh, we're recording it through Squadcast uh, as well. Uh, I've been using the product. I've done one pod podcast before, and I was really happy with the, with the quality, I must say. Um, and awesome. Thank you. I, I, I just want to know uh, how it works. So for people to, uh, to know, like, okay, uh, what, what, what happens uh, like in the background, right? C could you tell a little bit about that? Sure. So, you know, quality I mentioned before, that's really our, our what we focus on above all else. And really that that um, shapes up to a few different things that are kind of unique about Squadcast. So I can officially say we have a few different patents pending now um, as of December, and those are really for the things that set us apart. So um, the biggest thing is we record um, we record everybody's audio locally, and then we are in the background while recording kind of simultaneously pushing that up to the cloud. And uh, that way we get the best of both worlds with quality and the kind of, uh, you know, bulletproof, um, always making sure that you're getting your your content reliability um, is kind of the best of both worlds with that kind of setup. So we uh, we can get the quality and we can have that, that reliability with that setup. 
And then there's a few other things that we do differently around scheduling, around the guest joining experience. Like a lot of people forget that their guests are not professional podcasters. So we help um, and make that really easy for the guests to just show up. And uh, the rest is just hands off from that point on. It's just a conversation. Yeah, and exactly. um, yeah, and so we we think about it. You know, we're building these tools uh, tailored for podcasters and content creators, and that's just a, a fundamentally different design constraint. So uh, so that comes out in our you know the experience that we provide. So we have uh, we have like scheduling built in. We make it really easy to go into your post production workflow once you've recorded with Squadcast. You mentioned separate files. That's one of the things that we do by default, and. Um, and that gives you flexibility when you're editing your audio together, um, as well as a few other things. So like this issue can arise once you record on um, you know, multiple computers at the same time of the same conversation, the audio can slip and drift out of time sync and that can cause a whole bunch of extra work in post-production. And that's the other bit of our intellectual property is, uh, is around uh, normalizing for that drift and making sure you're not wasting that time in post-production, you can actually be productive. Yeah, so uh, that's something I noticed as well. Like when you just hit record, it it starts recording immediately uh, into those two separate files like it is right now. So I, I uh, for, for the listeners, just to get a, a bit of a perspective, uh, what happens is uh, I'll get a, a, a particular file with my recording, what, what I'm talking about right now and my voice. Uh, and uh, I will get another file with uh, just Zach's voice in this case, uh, which I can just download and put into my, uh, in, in this case, uh, I use GarageBand. So I'll just put it in there and then I can edit away. So uh, that's that's how it works. Yeah, and you get very high quality wave audio. That's um, if I can give some stats for nerds for a second. It's uh, C- <laughs> sure. CD quality. Like that's a good thing about quality is it's actually like measurable. So uh, CD quality, the sample rate is forty four point one kilohertz uh, sample rate, and then we have a sixteen bit depth. So that is uh, CD production quality. Sure. Yeah, uh, and and uh, it 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 really it really shows. Uh, I I mean the 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 quality, especially when someone uh, else has a mic like you have as well. Uh, it it is comparable to uh, say having someone face to face. I've I've noticed that myself. So yeah. I I really love that about it. So what what I wanted to talk about a little bit as well is uh, just podcast in general. Uh, so uh, they have taken off. Uh, quite a lot lately. Uh, it seems like everybody is starting a podcast. Uh, in, yeah, it's exciting. Especially, yeah, especially in the last year. So, what do you what do you feel is kind of the the one of the main reasons why it got so popular so fast in the past few years? Because it's been around for a while. Yeah, no, that's a really good question, and and one that we think about because we've been at this for the last three years. Um, you know, and we thought it was cool back then, and we thought we were late to the game back then. Um, so to see it continue to develop, I think there's a, probably a number of things that have um, kind of helped to solidify the industry and the medium overall. Uh, so my co-founder Rock and I were just doing our our next episode for our podcast, uh, Between Two Mics. Uh, we recorded that yesterday and did kind of a year in review. And one of the things that um, that you know I, I think adds up to this is is one listening habits are evolving with things like the AirPods. Um, a lot of people talk about smart speakers, but I think I think the the accessibility of headphones and just kind of the the commute um, being part of like um, you know lifestyle in general 
um, is has just continued. That's been a long time trend that's helped podcasting grow, but I think it's just more now. And um, and then tools like Squadcast making it uh, making quality more accessible. It used to be that just the NPRs and like gimlets of the world had access to studio quality audio, and that's really where we focus on is kind of bringing that into you know access for everybody wherever you are you're at. You should be able to get that same level of quality. And um, and then a few other things like there's there's the kind of moves by the the big players in the industry with, uh, you know, Spotify acquiring um, Gimlet and Anchor in the beginning of of uh, 2019. I think all of these things kind of add up to what has been always an upward, steady growing trajectory for podcasting. And it's just kind of hit its stride really, really well in 2019. And I think that's even going to be more so in 2020. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely agreeing with that because it's just it's also I think it's the accessibility of being able to create it. It, it it's just there, right? I mean, it's just uh, you you the only thing you need is like two mics or sometimes even people do it with one mic uh, and you can just record it wherever uh, and put it online uh, through as you said Anchor or SoundCloud or whatever uh, and it will just go to everybody that has uh, a, a podcast player in that in that sense, right? And that's yeah, exactly that's the thing. another yeah. another facet of that is is the um, the standardization of analytics with the IAB two certification. So, yeah, you know, you mentioned Anchor and SoundCloud. Um, there uh, there are a number of hosting providers like our friends at Simplecast or Captivate that are IAB2 certified. And all that means for your listeners is that the, the metrics are standardized and therefore the advertising market around, um, you know, monetizing these podcasts is much more solid and stable because the numbers people are looking at are now apples to apples where they used to be apples to oranges. Yeah. So that's another thing that can really help, you know, uh, stabilize our industry and our medium. Yeah, and that's something that I've uh, I've struggled with a little bit um, in the past uh, kind of ha- year and a half. I'm, I've been doing the the podcast uh, is is just the, to get the right statistics, right? Because uh, when I look at, for example, SoundCloud, okay, you get the st- statistics that are in there, but uh, on the other hand, then you go to say Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, and you have statistics there as well, which are right. just measured on their their platform, and that's that's something that I've um, I feel uh, I don't know if it has to change, but uh, sometimes I just get the 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 real question like, okay, how many listeners do you have? And I'm like, yeah. I can't really tell you, right? It's just yeah. a little bit hard to to. It's really hard to measure at the, at the moment. It's there's there's also not one kind of uniform platform that everybody uses for podcasts, right? And that's the, the I think one of the the real things that I feel like there has to be a step in the in that uh, in the direction uh, of not ha- getting one uniform platform, but at least getting the the statistics right, as you said. Um, and yeah, I hope we that will change. Yeah, we need we need standards, um, and that that is something that you know we're proud to be a part of part of that in some small way. Um, but you know, it, it is something that is um, you know early days for podcasting overall. So this is something that I'm I'm glad that people are working on and that we're able to contribute. But it is it is still something that um, you know even for 
for top podcasters like one of our advisors, Jordan Harbinger, like that's still a question, you know, a, a tough question to answer. So um, I think as we get clearer answers to that question, the, um, you know, the, the industry around those metrics will help to solidify and help people help get people paid for all the awesome, you know, work that they're doing that goes, goes into these podcasts. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering, uh, do you, do you kind of feel like uh, podcasts will move the way like, um, like video has with, with, for example, one big player in the, in the market that's that has kind of all the the content or do you still see that it will keep the same way so uh, in in video terms of course youtube is the biggest one uh, right, but, right. uh do you do you kind of feel that that podcasts are moving that way as well um i think it's it's possible um you know and and that was actually part of the early vision for squadcast was to build a platform like you're describing and remote mm -hmm. interviews would be a small part of that and um, kind of like how how Anchor has evolved, but we we've um, you know got some really great advice really early on that we should focus on being you know the best in the world at at, at our one thing, and that is remote interviews um, and expand out from there. So, you know, I'm excited in 2020 from our perspective, we'll be adding video recording. So we kind of sit in the middle of both of these worlds of podcasting and YouTube. Um, so we just want to empower the creative process and give people a lot of opportunities to uh, to have great conversations, to make it really easy, to have high quality, and also capture it in the format wherever you want to publish. Um, as far as the like the consumption habits around podcasting, I think Spotify has definitely moved the needle. Um, in that direction but i i don't also I, I also think it's one of the strengths um i'm thinking of a conversation i had with uh, the founder uh, co-founder of simplecast brad brad smith and um he and i were kind of um agreeing that podcasting one of the strengths of podcasting is that it is openness and that you know if one company was to kind of uh, plant a flag in the ground and say you know we're the one platform for podcasting and then them not manage their resources effectively and mm -hmm. go out of business or something like that um you know I, I don't think we should like wait around for google and apple to like uh save us and create this this platform i think you know one of the strengths of podcasting is that it is open and listeners can 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 uh can use whatever app they want and it's not tied to any one platform the ownership is also really important that there's no gatekeepers there's no terms of service around you know what you say in your podcast or like there's people being removed from youtube because of their political stance and just different yeah. things like that um just those are not factors in podcasting at all and i think that's really you know helping podcasting be a voice of the people and get this message out there yeah and i hope that doesn't change i mean it's interesting to see all these kind of um well these all these kind of characters having their own uh, podcast right and uh, they can they can uh, voice their opinions and have uh, interesting conversations uh, without someone uh, not censoring them, but at least uh, not uh, not banning them from platforms or whatever, right? And that's yeah, or, that's or inserting that. their own ads and things like yeah. that. And um, yeah. you know, Anchor's kind of gone down that road. And I don't know if that's made podcasting better or not. I mean, it certainly helped Anchor, but um, it's it's I don't know if that's something that the average podcaster is now able to go pro because their anchor ad spot, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. curious of that statistic myself. I haven't really seen good reporting on it, but, um, what, what I have seen is, you know, there's plenty of ways to, for podcasters to, to monetize and the ones that we tend to see that help per actual, uh, you know, indie podcasters go pro 
is not the podcast itself as the product, but it's more so, um, you know, a marketing channel that they are that they own um, for a product. So kind of having this ecosystem around and the podcasting being the long form going deep on topics with people who are at the top of whatever you know, field or topic that your podcast is around and um, can can really serve to grow that authority and credibility to uh, to help gain awareness around the product that that it is that you offer. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for uh, you mentioned the video recording. I'm excited for that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited because uh, that's Good. something that uh, uh, I've uh, I've been missing in the podcast, in my own podcast. I've, I've done you're actually number uh, number 70. Uh, and awesome. uh, yeah, I, it's just something that uh, that will give that extra dynamic, I think. Uh, and of course, uh, for for the listeners in Squadcast, you already have the video function. You can I could see uh, Zach if I want to right now. Uh, but it, that that extra dynamic of also recording that and seeing your expressions and stuff like that—that's just some some extra step. I think uh, will be will be great. Yeah, yeah. The body language and eye contact really help to have a natural conversation. Um, mm. with kind of the pacing of things. And, um, and that is really helpful, you know, like, like you said, for kind of the near term, but also it, it begs the question like, oh, let's record that video and get more content for, for the audience. And kind of the way we think about it is like meeting your audience wherever they're at. If, you know, they're an Apple podcast, cool, be an Apple podcast and accessible to them. Um, or vice versa for Google or, you know, like YouTube, yeah. your YouTube. Exactly. So yeah. we um, are very fortunate that we can sit in the middle of that and uh, and can help people just be more creative is how we think about it. So uh, getting back to the the kind of uh, starting a, pod- a podcast, right? So w- what do you feel are some of the kind of uh, kind of challenges a lot of people have or the major challenges people have with starting a podcast? Yeah, there, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of questions that come up, you know, it's like a lot of people aren't used to publishing content on the internet at all. So starting with the podcast can be kind of a high barrier of entry because then you start to consider like, oh, you know, I need a website. Um, you know, I need somewhere to put this, uh, these audio files because I don't want my website to fall over if my show blows up. Um, so you start to get into these, uh, these questions and then also like, the analytics side of it, like we were talking about the, the production side, the post-production, it's a big topic. And on the surface, it can seem like, oh, you just have a conversation and record it. Um, and and then, you know, listeners will will follow. I think, you know, there's um, to, to add to that, though, there's a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of misinformation or outdated information out there when once people start researching these topics. So that's something that that. Um, you know, I think can be a barrier to entry when when folks start. But I, I do think it's kind of as complicated as you want to make it. Um, it doesn't necessarily help you from the jump to be um, to be like going after all that complexity right out of the gate. Uh, it, I think it can be done very simply um, to start with at a very high quality because of tools like Squadcast. Um, because of hosting platforms like Simplecast and Captivate and Transistor, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of great options out there, and I think people get uh, a little bit distracted by, oh, you know, what microphone should I buy, and um, what about my uh, my studio? Do I need a studio to record in? <laughs> yeah. And you know, you it kind of 
podcasting exists like halfway in the real world because you have all this like physical equipment and this hardware and wires and uh, all this stuff. And then it exists online as well. So it's kind of both worlds. Um, and, and I think that that can trip people up, uh, kind of getting in the weeds with those questions that, you know, it, it, it really doesn't matter what microphone you're using as long as you have good mic technique and you're not um, you're not introducing any kind of distortion or um, compression or uh, like Skype and Zoom step all over your audio quality. So it's more so it's more so just uh, keeping things simple, keeping things high quality. And I think you can go from zero to 60 pretty quickly uh, with uh, with keeping it keeping it simple and then, you know, start to add complexity as these other questions come up. Like in our local meetup group, um, one of the questions that comes up all the time for new podcasters is, who do I host my show with? Hmm. And how do I get listeners? And, um, you know, those are good questions. But as soon as you have your as soon as you have your show hosted on, let's say, Libsyn or Blueberry, um, the next question you start to ask is, well, how many people are listening? Where are they? Who are they? And um that's really where I encourage people when they're when they're making a decision on who they're going to host with. I encourage them to think about it from that perspective, but also through the the lens of analytics, because over time, that's much more what you're going to use that actual hosting provider for is to answer those questions and less so, you know, a place to put a file on the Internet. So um, I think that it can be pretty simple. And, you know, some of the barriers don't need to exist in the first place. Yeah, and uh, when I look at that, um, when I was when I was thinking about starting the podcast, I was like, okay, I did some research, right? You go on onto YouTube, you say, okay, what kind of mic is okay for like under under a hundred bucks or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, let's just find the best one that uh, that you can find. I actually started with just uh, two uh, USB mics, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same mic I'm using right now. I just have a mic that has. And the USB and an XLR output, so it's it's kind of best of both worlds, and I can switch between if I want to. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just started with the USB, and it was really simple. Like, okay, I just want uh, want to record it. I have two uh, USB uh, cables going from my mics to my laptop, and I'm just starting up, right? And that's uh, that's what a lot of people. And as you said, you don't even need that if you really want to record. You can probably find something uh, some other alternative to that but uh, the the kind of main part is that it's 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 pleasant to the ear right uh, mm-hmm. if you're if you're listening to a podcast it's it, it's horrible if there's like a, as you said some distortion or whatever mm-hmm. um so uh, w- you talked a little bit about um about who you are going to do the the podcast with right um i i was wondering uh, do you feel but there, there's a lot of kind of types of podcasts but do you feel like um po- podcasts that have multiple people on it are uh are more attractive to people than uh than just one person talking all the time right what yeah. do you feel about that yeah that's a good question i mean certainly the barrier to entry if it's just one person is is lower so you know um respect to anybody who starts from that place that makes perfect sense and i do think um, to back up for a second, I do think that you know focusing on content above all else um, is is what's what matters most. That's what's gonna you know actually keep people listening and uh, and help grow your listeners. Um, and that that's what starts to get into um, 
to answer your question, you know, I think some of the advantages of having more than one person or, you know, a host with um, a different guest each time, or maybe it's a host and a co-host with a different guest each time. I think those conversations, because you have the, um, the variability of a new person coming on each time, the conversations are by default more dynamic because you don't really know where it's going to go. It's not going to be the same as the last conversation because it's a different person. You're going to get different perspectives. Your audience is going to get exposed to more perspectives. And, uh, and it's just going to be a more dynamic experience each time they listen. Yeah. So I, I think that that has some real advantages as well as um, the one thing I, I don't hear talked about as much, but we like to mention in some of the presentations that we do is that having guests on your show, um, different guests on your show is actually a strategy to help grow your audience. So, um, you know, if, if, if you have your podcast and people subscribe to it and you publish new episode, new episode, new episode, um, and you don't really do much promotion around it, you know, your existing listeners are going to, are going to get those notifications and listen to those episodes. But, those are existing listeners. Those aren't new listeners, right? Mm. So it becomes this question of new listeners. And that's really where the guest um, can can help out because your guest is probably uh, someone noteworthy. They probably have their own audience to some degree. And that's really where the opportunity lies with gaining access to, to more ears and, you know, more people to hear your message who are interested in it because your guest is, you know, um, related to your topic somehow. So I think that's a growth strategy, um, in and of itself that, that a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. It's automatic, right? It's automatic in the sense that everybody has their own network. Everybody has their own friends or colleagues or whatever. Uh, and you know that th that's going to get in new listeners every time you post a new, uh, new podcast episode. It's, it's the same thing with me as well, where, um, uh, all the, well, all the podcasts except for one has been with a guest. Uh, so that, that helps grow uh, the podcast tremendously uh, over time, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, but other things that, uh, that people uh, really, uh, well, actually, it's more of a question. So uh, what do you feel is like also other things that people can do? Say, for instance, I, I started my podcast. I'm trying to get new listeners. What are some other things that you feel also contribute to to growing your listenership yeah i think i think engaging with the community um whatever community you're a part of is something that can can really help grow um one your listeners but also your credibility your authority within um within you know your topic of conversation it, it really sets you up as an as an expert voice within uh, your topic. And the more experts that you talk to in, um, in that topic, kind of, uh, you kind of over time get this like, uh, like expert, um, like in people's minds, you start to become an expert as well because you're mm -hmm. having, you know, 70 conversations with, with people who are experts, um, in that topic. And it kind of is this, this, uh, symbiosis that happens, um, in people's, in, in the listeners minds over time. So I think that, you know, um, I get asked a lot in, in our industry, like, you know, why should I go to a conference, um, a, in pot on the topic of podcasting? How is that better? than me going to a conference 
in in my own topic of conversation let's say it's you know craft brewery craft uh beer brewing or something like that yeah um then you know that's that's a really good question and i i don't have a solid answer i mean i'm i'm always trying to uh to be better at podcasting and learn what's new and it's ever evolving for the reasons we talked about before so i think that's a great reason on its own to to go to these podcasting events and we certainly do and um you know happy to connect if anybody wants to attend one of those but um but i do think it's a really good question to um to go to as long as you're going to events you know i think wherever your listeners are go to where your listeners are um whether that's a facebook group whether that's a um you know other people's youtube channels uh, or other people's podcasts because i think that there's like you know real gains to be had in um exposing yourself as as a voice within whatever topic that you're covering yeah and uh, I've, I've noticed it myself where uh, i have uh, i have some speaking engagements uh, like every year uh, and every time I, i'm on stage at the end of the presentation i'll always plug it right i, I mean that's that's free advertisement space regardless of where you are and yeah. usually it's the the people that are in the audience are my audience uh, on on the podcast as well uh, where I say, okay, yeah, if if you like technology, if you li- liked what I just talked about, for example, uh, then uh, have a listen to the podcast as well. Uh, try to try to get there as well. Yeah, and and you know that's going to help your your guests grow because then they're going to expose to their their messaging and their stuff, exactly um, all their content, and it just uh, is a very nice like collaborative win win for um, you, your guest, your audience. Um, and I think of podcasting even before we we were working on Squadcast. I think of it as kind of a step in the direction of personalized education. Mm-hmm. So um, I love learning, kind of uh, first and foremost. So being able to kind of have a um, uh, a bunch of smarter people to listen to all the time um, on whatever topic I want to get smarter on. Um, so I think that you know that's something that people who go to conferences, people who are actively looking for ways to to improve their themselves, their business, their life, um, whatever it is your golf game what whatever it is there there's plenty of uh of opportunities to to learn from people who are are out there trying to move the needle um on that topic forward yeah and when i look at my own kind of uh, start when i'm i was when you're when you were talking about it i was thinking about how i started as well where i was like okay i know some people in my network that are interesting uh, let's just start off with those people, right? Let's start off with those people, have them on as guests. Actually, the first one was w- with a coworker of mine. I was like, yeah, why not? Uh, let's do the first one and uh, yeah. and and go from there. Uh, it, it was also kind of an experiment just to see how that w- would work, and also uh, it 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 kind of sparked like, okay, let's just start with my own network. And after that, I was like, okay, I've kind of depleted my own network. Uh, how am I going to do it now? And I was like, okay, well, I have this this platform called LinkedIn, <laughs> which everybody knows. But yeah. it is it is the the when people ask me like, okay, how do you get those guests, right? How do you get these kind of CEOs of companies uh, within the Netherlands, but also uh, abroad? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get them uh, in front of the mic? I'm like, yeah, I just ask them. I'm like on LinkedIn. I'll just send them a connection request with a note. Like, I have this podcast. I would love to have you on as a guest. And yes, maybe nine times out of 10, especially for the bigger companies, they will say, yeah, no time or won't even reply at all. But that's not that's not 
that bad, right? At least you tried. Uh, mm -hmm. They're not going to throw themselves at you and say, "Okay, I want to be on your podcast." That's not going to happen in the <laughs> in the beginning of your of, of growing your podcast. Well, at least you know you're you're giving. You're coming from a place of giving, right? Exactly. You, ha you have this audience. You have this platform. Um, it's it's a win win. Um, it's not really much of an ask, right? It's more so like, hey, can we collaborate? And this is a, this, sure. is a this is a win win. Um, and then also the long game, you know, like a, a lot of podcasters who we work with, I've heard several stories about, you know, people wanting, you know, that one guest and them going after getting that guest on their show. And sometimes it takes like a year or two and, um, you know, yep. they'll, they'll eventually come on. And by that point you have some rapport with them. You've built up your show in the meantime, shown them that you're consistent. Uh, you can even, you know, um, add in those in those kind of uh you know pitch uh, guest pitch messages you can add in there some of your statistics some of your analytics about you know growth and audience or more so just like the the, the specific nature of your audience um yeah. is is interesting to to um to people and companies and all of that stuff authors so there's um there's a lot of giving um in in podcasting and that's one of the things that i think is unique about not just the the medium, but also the industry that it's very collaborative. All the companies in the industry are um, are very collaborative. Even the the companies that that are you know quote competing with one another. Um, there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of opportunities for for everybody. So I think it's something that's you know unique within within tech for sure, and also yeah. within other industries. And uh, I uh, when I when I think about it, I have I've I've had rejections as well, where I was like, okay, uh, I really tried to get one guest on guest on, and it didn't work out. Uh, but then later on, when uh, that was in the kind of beginning, and later on when I had like twenty or thirty podcasts, uh, then people are, are like, okay, uh, when you send another request, because you're like, okay, why not? Uh, let's try it. Let's try it again. Mm -hmm. You'll see that uh, they will be like, okay, it's getting a little bit more serious, right? And name dropping helps, of course. I mean, it helps when you uh, can show like, okay, I've had these guests on that maybe are of interest for that person as well, that they know or whatever, if the, if someone is a famous guest or whatever. And that, that helped, uh, that helped uh, tremendously, I think for a lot of, uh, a lot of starting podcasts, it's a it's a good way to uh, to 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 think about it. It's not as you said, it's not going to happen that the 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 person that you have on your bucket list will just do a podcast with you in the first month, right? That's yeah. that's just uh, it. It could happen, but it's that's a small chance. Uh, yeah. Another thing you can do, and um, this is not my approach uh, or idea, I should say, but it was uh, something that I was exposed to with one of our one of our um, the hosts that we get to work. with with um and he he interviewed me for his show actually the anova buzz podcast and the last question he asks people is um who who uh who else should i have on the show it's a good and, question <laughs> yeah and your your guest right uh, a lot of times they're familiar with other people who are similar to them um and um in in one way or another or they may have some somebody outside of your kind of uh, your network or their network that uh, could bring a new insight into your world. And I think that that's something that can really um, kind of amplify and, uh, and in, in, in an exponential way, uh, the, the different guests that, you know, could, could come on your show.
Yeah, I ask them that offline uh, all the time. Like, okay, if you have anyone that's that could be interesting, that just uh, hook me up and uh, we'll we'll do a podcast as well. And I think that's that's the 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 amazing way to kind of build out your network as well. It's it's for a personal in in your kind of personal space. It also helps just growing your network like that. Um, I, I, I truly believe that. Um, I have uh, just a few more questions, uh, uh, two or three. Um, cool. one question, one question, uh, that, uh, I was wondering about is like, what kind of, uh, podcasts do you listen to? What, what, what are kind of the things that you, uh, you enjoy and what, what podcasts do you really like follow? Yeah, I am, uh, I'm a huge, uh, space nerd. So I, I love all things um, kind of space and I um, I love the main engine cutoff podcast and the our ludicrous future podcast, the everyday astronaut uh, on YouTube. Um, I also am a uh, jujitsu practitioner. So I, I cool. love, um, you know, I, I love some of the some of the shows in that arena. Um, and then just in there's kind of these these meta podcasts. So I love uh, Evo Terra's podcast pontifications. Um, and uh, looking at my app right now, we're um, let me see what else I'm subscribed to. So um, yeah, I think for me and, and then you know what pulled squad what what pulled this idea out of us um, for Squadcast was really this emergence of a new genre within podcasting uh, of fiction of audio drama. Mm -hmm. It was something that, you know, um, it just kind of felt like it punched me in the face was like, I'd been listening to podcasts for a long time. And, um, and then I got exposed to, I think it was an article in wired magazine where they, uh, kind of profiled like five new fiction podcasts. And they were like, Oh, this is this new thing. And I immediately went and listened to like, two of them um and just binged for a couple days and was like <laughs> this is something completely different something profound is happening here and um i didn't immediately have the idea for squadcast my idea was to go and do one of these uh sci-fi audio dramas and um my brother's an audio engineer and my best friend is a playwright so it was like okay um and i'm a software engineer so it's like okay we should be able to do this and then we ran into this problem of recording remotely in high quality and that's mm. really where we started to build squadcast but i'm still a huge fan of audio dramas so those first two were you know the bright sessions and ours paradoxica um so i love those uh and and a more recent one from gimlet actually uh is mother hacker that was uh, something that my wife and I binged in one drive the entire first season. Um, so I think there's something really unique going on in the audio drama world um, within podcasting even. And it just kind of occurred to me like, okay, if, if I was to go to the, the library or a bookstore and instead of books, it was all podcasts, like there would be no fiction section. There would mm. be no like fiction is like half of the bookstore, maybe even more than half of the bookstore um, or the library. It's like half and half, right? Fiction and nonfiction. Um, but in podcasting, it was for years uh, all nonfiction. So yeah. to have to have this emergence and then the opportunity for that to grow into 50 percent of the industry, I think, is something that, um, you know, is, is kind of a sea change in, in podcasting. So that's where, you know, I think a lot of the excitement lies. Yeah, yeah, I, for sure. I, I've seen that. I see that uh, emergence as well. I, I'm, I, I myself listen to a lot of nonfiction because that's just uh, my interest. But uh, I, I see that. I see that happening a lot where people are like, "Oh, it, this is amazing! I have this like whole 
thriller going on, right? The, the, mm-hmm. It's it's being told, and uh, people are really getting into it, even though there's no like no 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 video or whatever. It's just just the story itself. Uh, it, that's pretty amazing, to, in, in my opinion, and I, I think that that's also something that maybe in the future we'll see. Like uh, maybe it will be. So someone makes a, creates a, po- a podcast uh, which gets a lot of traction, and they will make a movie out of it or mm-hmm. whatever. Right? That could very well happen. Yeah, our friend Sarah has the Girl in Space podcast, and she has this huge community, and the the fan like the the fans of her podcast are are true fans. Right? They are. It is like a fandom, um, <laughs> and, and they do like fan artwork, and there's a bunch of like merch around it and like people dressing up like the main character for halloween and just this whole um you know universe around uh, around a podcast is something that i don't think has really been fully explored or it's the really really early days of that so i think from you know an innovation perspective uh, uh on not the industry not on the technology but on the the content and the the medium itself i think that's really where uh, our, you know, our friend Drew Ackerman has the sleep with me podcast and he's kind of on that edge of fiction and nonfiction because he's trying to put people to sleep at the end of the day. And he does a really <laughs> good job of that, but it does kind of, he is kind of in a category of one, right? Like, um, and, and it makes sense why he is on, uh, a network that, that is, you know, mostly fiction podcasts with, uh, um, some some of his friends there so it's uh it's just really exciting times from uh from that perspective and then when i listened to mother hacker and see saw what gimlet did um with all of their resources and of course they're part of spotify now it's like wow this is like this is like um, a really amazing time for uh, for this to be emerging Absolutely, absolutely. I think the the future will uh, will definitely have some some surprises in store like the, like this one as well. Um, I have one more question to wrap up. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's the question that I always ask at the end. Uh, so what are you what are you kind of most proud of since you you started the you started the uh, squadcast? Yeah, I, I think it would be um, really the the mistakes that we've um, that we've overcome or mm-hmm. or the the challenges i should say that we've overcome so i mentioned when we were first explaining about squadcast in the beginning i mentioned the this bit about how we are um, uploading the audio progressively in the background while it's recording and um, that is something that you know before that was stable and um and was out in production which was uh last december so it's not even been that long it's been um, a little bit over one year uh, since then, you know, it pretty much took the majority of 2019 to develop that technology, just failure after failure after failure and to develop something completely new. And that's really, uh, you know, it took it took like nine or ten uh, failures to uh, to get to the solution. And, um, you know, at the at the time that felt terrible. I felt like a fraud. I felt like um you know, like an imposter and all of these things, like, who am I to think I could do something different? Like all mm-hmm. these things, you know, these thoughts come up. And, uh, but then on the other side of actually having done that and uh, achieved what we set out to with, uh, with regards to solving that problem was the most rewarding, um, feeling that it, it's, it's still with me. It, it hits me kind of every day. Like I'm still kind of coming to terms with that. Um, 
and then uh, to to fast forward to this last December, you know, exactly one year later to be able to to file patents on that is just like it's so rewarding to to say, okay, yeah, that all of those mistakes, there was a reason for that. Um, all of those failures, there was a reason for that. It was just the price the universe wanted me to pay <laughs> to uh, to to get that, you know, to develop something completely new. So as a developer, um, there's nothing more rewarding than that. Very cool. I think that's a uh, that's a great way to to end off the the podcast. So, uh, where can uh, people find Squadcast? Yeah, we are online everywhere uh, at Squadcast FM. Uh, Squadcast FM is our is our domain, and uh, of course on socials, I am Zach underscore underscore Moreno, and that's uh, Zach with an H. And uh, you know, I, I I speak, I make videos, we have our podcast between two mics. Um, YouTube, all, all the things, all the places. So, um, <laughs> we like, uh, we like collaborating, um, with folks like yourself and being on a lot of podcasts and, um, just talking about all, all the things that are interesting to us, whether that's space or star Wars or podcasting or, um, you know, mother hacker, whatever, whatever it is. So, um, feel free to reach out. We're very open and transparent. If you want to check out Squadcast, we can jump into a session with you, um, anytime and, and get you kind of, you know, experiencing that, uh, firsthand, um, with some quality audio, but, um, we're very honored to be able to help with, uh, a lot of podcasts over, I can say over a thousand now and, uh, just, you know, many more thousands of, of guests and interviews there. So, uh, we're, we're just super fortunate to be able to, uh, participate in some small way in, in helping podcasting grow up and, and be, you know, more of a, of a solid medium and industry. Very cool. I think uh, I think you're doing a great job. Uh, I I love the product. I uh, I already I already have a package uh, plan uh, uh, that I'm paying for. So I'm uh, I'm absolutely uh, absolutely stoked for uh, for your solution. Well, we're honored. Uh, we can help. Yeah, it's really cool uh, to see all the things that people are creating on the platform. And you you know we talked about video, so that's even going to amplify it even more. Absolutely. So we'll definitely keep you in the loop on that going into 2020. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, for the listeners, you can uh, find the uh, Bits vs. Byte podcast on bitsvsbytes.com and all uh, major podcasting platforms. And of course, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, it's all Bits vs. Bytes. And if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter yet, uh, you can do so by going to bitsvsbytes.com uh, slash newsletter and you'll get uh, five articles about technology, business, or leadership every two weeks on Friday. So uh, thank you for listening and until next time.